Welcome to Pete Mills Musicals. I'm Pete Mills, and with me is my co-host, Kara Reichel. It is December 21st, which means it is the solstice. And that also means we are here for Chapter 3 of Evergreen. On the shortest day of the year, we will be hearing the longest installment. When we left off, Maya and Joshi had met a mysterious man named Bellsnickel, who showed them the Y-shaped stick that he uses to find water. Now, please enjoy Evergreen, Chapter 3. Can I at least hold it? Absolutely not. These are extremely rare. Would you like to know what this is made of? Yes. You would. Yes. I would. You would what? I would like to know what it's made of. You would! Yes! Will you two stop it? What is you would? Well, it's a kind of wood from a you tree. That came from a tree? Yes, yes, of course. That's where wood comes from. So there really are trees? Not many nowadays. But up north, there is one last grove of evergreens. You have to tell us how to get there. That's where we're going. We want to see the trees for ourselves. Oh, well, it's quite a long journey from here. Let's see. You have to follow the Cathanic River north until you come to the Saline Sea. And after you've crossed the sea, you'll come to the Lapidarian Forest. It's really too much for children on their own. We can take care of ourselves, or at least I can. <laughs> Did you bring provisions? See? We have plenty of water, some biscuits, a tinderbox. You'll never make it. Not on foot. No, no, no! You'll need this. What is it? This is a coconut shell. It's a kind of ancient artifact that comes from... Uh, well, never mind about that. This coconut is just a container for something more important. See inside? These little pebbles here are provisions enough for your whole journey. Food? Stop! Don't eat that! I thought you were giving it to us. But it's dehydrated! What do you mean? It's dried out. You have to add water. Like this. I take this red pebble, dip it into the bucket, and... What is that? It's an apple. And this green one is a cabbage. What about this one? That one is a watermelon. If you had eaten that, it would have sucked all the water out of your body and expanded inside your belly to about this size. Wow, can I try it? Joshi, just be quiet for a minute. Look, Mr. Belsnickel, we're grateful for this food, truly, but we really need to know how to get to the Evergreen Grove. Where do we find the Thakin, the... The Cathanic River? You're practically on top of it right now. It's a tremendous flow of water, just a few feet below the sand. But it's no good for drinking. How are we supposed to follow it if it's underground? We need a Y like yours. Not for this you don't. Just listen. Joshi listened as hard as he could. Listened deep down below the layers of sand and rock listened with his whole soul. And then he heard it. The swift rush of living water speeding through the ground. At first he had to stay very close to the earth to follow the trail. But as they moved slowly across the dunes, the low rumble of the river became easier to follow. Soon it was second nature for him to hear the hum of the water below, the higher singing of the wind. 
For days the two children traveled, resting during the heat of the day and walking at night. Occasionally they would stop to eat, snacking on biscuits and rehydrating all kinds of exotic vegetables. Out of the coconut shell container came carrots, mangoes, Brussels sprouts, bananas, even an eggplant. Maya carefully noted the path of the river on her father's map. And then finally, at dawn one morning, after they'd walked farther than they thought possible, they saw it. Water! So much of it! So this is where they're keeping it all. I can't believe it. Why? Yama always told us most of the Earth was covered with water. I thought it was just one of her stories. This must mean we're getting warmer. Funny. It seems colder. What if all of it is true? I don't see why it's so hard for you to believe a story. It makes me wonder. It makes me thirsty. Jushi, wait! Ugh! Ugh, it tastes like... tears. The Chthonic River flows into this sea. Belsnickel said it was no good for drinking. Well, he was right. What are we supposed to do now? He said we have to cross the sea. It's not very deep. Maybe we can walk. I don't think that's a very good... Joshi! It gets a lot deeper. What if there were a way to go on top of the water? Remember back home? When you lower the pail into the well, it sits on top of the water. No, it doesn't. It tips over and sinks. It sinks once the water gets in, but not when it's upright. It's the same with the cup in the wash basin. Where's that coconut shell? It's got all our food. Here, if we could just be inside a cup or a bucket, I'll bet we could ride on top of the water. We're not going to fit in a bucket. Something bigger, like a giant bucket. Where are we gonna get that? Well, maybe we'd have to make it. Out of what? There's nothing here, just the desert and the sea. Just let me think for a minute. I just don't think it would really stay on top of the water. Joshi lowered the coconut shell toward the gently breaking waves. And the moment the shell touched the water... Maya, look! Where did you get that? It's the coconut shell! It grew? Just like the apple and the cabbage! So the two climbed into the shell-shaped ship and upon the seaside floor. It doesn't sink! See? What did I tell you? This is great! But how do we make it go? I have an idea. And they caught the wind with the makeshift sail and it carried them to the north! This sure beats walking. I just hope we're going the right way. We're supposed to cross the sea. How much farther do you think it is? All we have to do is keep the land directly behind us until we see land in front of us. The seas were gentle and the sun was warm. The breeze was steady only through. And soon the slightest trace of land had vanished from their view. Do you think we're still going in the same direction? It's hard to tell now. It feels like the winds are changing. And the day wore on as the sun grew red, sinking lower in the sky. I think we're going in circles. It all looks exactly the same in every direction. It's just water and more water all the way to the sky. I know. I'm pretty
pretty sure this is the cucumber I dropped overboard a while back. Pickled. And the steady wind that had been their friend now began to diminish and die. Do you think the wind will ever come back? I don't know. It's getting dark. I know. The clouds hung motionless, the darkness fell, the seas became as smooth as glass, and now they sit in silence and in stillness as the hours slowly pass. What do you think they're doing back home right now? They're probably worried sick about us. Mm, really? Mother's crying. Yama's trying to tell her it'll be alright. Father and uncle are out searching for us. Do you think they'll find us? No. The sandstorm swept our trail away. We should go home. We're making everyone miserable. We can't, Joshi. We've lost the wind. Then we'll have to push ourselves through the water somehow. I, I must have brought something I can use. Joshi, there's no point. We don't know which way is north or which way is home. We're in the middle of nowhere. But maybe we can get out of the middle. Maybe we can get far enough to see land again. Aha! This water dipper will work. I guess the wind really wasn't, my friend. Maybe it's gone back to where it came from? I wonder where that is. If only I had a big dipper! Joshi, look! The stars are coming out! If you tilt your head a bit, they look almost the same as they do back home. Cassiopeia! What? Those five bright stars! Where? First a Y, now a W? No, it's Cassiopeia's throne. How do you know? Mother used to tell me the story. Cassiopeia was the queen of Ethiopia. She boasted that she was more beautiful than even a sea nymph. And so the god of the sea flooded her lands until all of Ethiopia was covered by water. This must be Ethiopia! It's just a story, Joshi. I don't think it's real. Our stories in the stars that the sailors used to steer by, and wherever they would go, they would know that an old familiar friend would be nearby on the endless blackness of the open ocean. They would look to heaven's dome, and the stories in the stars would guide them on their way home. That one's Orion. But how do you know that? Those three are his belt. Oh. And that one's the lion sea. Pelt the paws. Maya, look. 
rusty coconut boat out of the water and tied it using Joshi's rope. Then they headed off into the wilderness, eager to see what they would find. The land around them seemed gray, bleak, cold, like metal. They trudged uphill until they could no longer see the ocean behind them. Eventually they came to a vast plateau. It was strangely flat. Here and there were boulders dotting the landscape, like scattered toys. As they marched along the plain, the boulders became more regular and taller until they looked like eggs standing on end. Soon enough, the boulders began to look almost like pillars or watchmen standing quietly outside a gate. Then the boulders stopped looking like boulders and stretched to stand far above their heads taller even than their father. The air tasted strange as they breathed it in, and Maya began to worry. What is this place, Joshi? I think it must be the forest. These are trees? Look, the trunks, the branches. It's just like Yama said, but different. They're so sharp looking. It almost looks like they're made of... Wait! Maybe you shouldn't touch them. Why not? I have a strange feeling about this place. I just want to know. Solid rock. Do you think they grew that way? I don't know, but let's keep going. Maybe this means we're getting closer to the real trees? Look at this, Maya. There's something in this one. It's a fossil. A what? A fossil. It's when a creature gets trapped in stone and preserved for all time. I found a bunch of them back home, but none of them are this good. It's some sort of lizard, I think. See, there's the head, and there's the tail. I have to collect this. No, just leave it alone, please, Joshi. It'll only take a minute. Good thing I brought a hammer. Joshi! 
You better stop. I'm done. I got it. It wasn't me. Do you feel that? The ground is shaking. It's getting louder. It sounds like... Footsteps. Something is coming. I don't want to find out what it is. Let's get out of here. Oh, never mind. It's too late. What is it, Maya? Some kind of animal, I think. Like a camel or a giant goat. Do you think it's friendly? How should I know? Talk to it. I can't talk to it. It's an animal. Who dares defile this forest? Who dares to touch my trees? Intruders, you are not welcome in these woods. We're sorry. We didn't mean any harm. Who are you? I'm Maya, and this is my brother, Joshi. What's your name? I am Takharus, a stag of this forest. Maya, he looks like the trees. Ask him what he's made of. Quiet, Joshi. Why have you come here? We were looking for trees. Then you have found them. And that's where our chapter ends. We hope you'll keep listening to the next episode.